Hi, welcome to Dr. C and the D, and I'm Dr. Carol Kowalczyk. This segment, we have the amazing, wonderful, terrific, phenomenal Claire Hogan Maurer on, and the topic is really an interesting one, Claire, because uh, it's about secondary infertility, and it is definitely um, a, a concern, and it's definitely a diagnosis, and it's still the same infert- uh, definition, but here's the scenario. Um, you know, we get married and we want to have that year with each other to go travel and just have fun, run naked in our house and, you know, just enjoy each other. And then it's like, okay, you ready for a baby? You ready for a baby? Sure. And then you look at each other and boom, we have sex that month. You're pregnant and wow, you have this gorgeous child. Life is great. You're breastfeeding. You're, you're having that time in that moment. And then couple years later, you're looking at each other like, okay, let's do it again. And it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's okay. We got pregnant easily in the first month. So don't stress. And then three months goes by. And then six months goes by. And then you're like, wait a minute, what is going on? So um, have you had couples that have experienced those scenarios and, and, and where are the emotions coming from and how do you help couples with secondary infertility? Yes, it's such an important part of the fertility world. I think we focus on primary so often and historically people who have had a baby and are struggling to have that second are not only, um, you know, under under uh, supported in terms of services. Um, but they, their story is so important too, because it's all tying back to that same thread. That's something I've attached my life's dreams to. And, and if we're being honest for many of our women, our timeline, right? Our timeline of, I wanted this much spacing in between my children. And I, I had hoped for them to be uh, this age, so they could be close, or you know, kind of whatever those narratives inside of us sound like. And so, when when something is different, our dreams are attached to it, but suddenly our locus of control, our ability to make something happen, is evading us. And for for most women who are juggling so many things, and there's very few things in life that we can't go after and just get it done, make it happen. And this is something that really can feel so confounding. And so, yes, we see, we see couples navigate this all the time. And similarly to what we were speaking, speaking to earlier is that sometimes one partner is like, this will happen. We're, we're not going to, we're not going to do this. We're not going to spend this time or this money to try to find something out. It will happen when the reality is that this is a very real medical diagnosis and it deserves the same treatment and care that, that our primary infertility patients deserve. And the thing to remember, Claire, is that we work well together with with patients with secondary infertility because, you know, the take home message medically is that, you know, you have to still be cognizant of Mm -hmm. the definition of infertility. So uh, and that is inability to get pregnant after a year of trying if you're under 35, six months if you're over 35 or you've uh, over 40 yesterday. Uh, and if there's certain medical conditions that you have that may impact how well you ovulate or, or gentlemen, how their sperm works. So you might have been 33 when you had your first baby, and now you're coming back at 36 because you want them three years apart. Well, those eggs are three years older. And now instead of a year of trying, you got to speed that up and give it six months of trying. So, so not to be discouraged that you're not pregnant, but also to be aware of 
what fertility definitions are all about such that you can take ownership of your fertility and be able to say, okay, it happened quickly within the first menstrual cycle, but hey, I'm older now. Maybe I should go to my OBGYN or my primary care and talk to them about it. And maybe it does warrant a fertility workup just to see what my fertility potential is. You know what? I had diabetes or I had PCOS in the past or my thyroid was off. You know, I better go get that checked again. And, you know, fertility for guys, 30 to 50% of the time, it's a problem with the guys. So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe he has diabetes, maybe he's older, maybe there's some thyroid issues, you know, maybe it's surgery, you know, so many things that, that would warrant getting him checked. And, and what if you had fibroid surgery, or what if you got pregnant and had an ectopic in between when you want one baby in the next, or, or what if there was an appendix that ruptured? So what's going on in your medical history or your surgery? Uh, his surgical history so that, you know, when you're ready to have that second baby and it's not working after the first, the third, the sixth month, don't panic because, you know, it warrants a workup and over 90% of the time we can find a reason and we have treatment options for you. So, you know, and I think a lot of times it's a shock for Mm -hmm. people and, you know, it is something that the, the husband is like, don't worry, honey, it'll be fine guys want to make sure that they're there for their wives and that's the way to console and support them which i think is wonderful yes but the importance of this podcast is to make sure a you're not alone b it's a real deal it's a real thing don't be afraid don't be embarrassed don't be scared to go just seek some help out medically Mm. uh, just to make sure nothing has changed in those one two three or five years Um, the other thing I talk about is, is having a plan. Like when you're having that one kid, you know, if you do have any medical concerns, get it checked sooner than later. But if you want five kids, you know, it's important to talk about the timing and the planning of Mm -hmm. that, um, and, and to make sure that you're kind of both on the same page. Yes. So much of what you do a a beautiful job with is that psychoeducation where I think it's, it can be very shocking for people to the, the art of ovarian aging, I think takes many people by surprise in terms of, of how quickly that can, can change and how, again, it doesn't mean that we're hitting a wall, but it does mean we, we want to have some movement there, some diagnostics just to optimize and get you, get you to that second baby. And we see a lot, a lot of my patients are navigating. My husband doesn't want to do this or, or he won't, he won't do A, B, and C. How do I talk to him about that? And so a few things that I'll often say is when you talk to your partner, um, to talk to the person, not the behavior. So sometimes if they're like, there's no way I'm getting a a semen analysis, it's easy to be like, well, you're so selfish or you're, you know, the behavior and how that, how that feels in the, in the partnership, but to really just break it down and help educate our partners that, like you said, 30 to 50% of this can, can be male factor, but is also so treatable in many aspects. And how can we make this easy? What are you feeling? How does this make you, how how do you feel about yourself? Because ultimately that vulnerability can be hard, but when we get good communication on it and just small, small movements, we can really see couples accelerate into that next pregnancy really quickly. Um, Some other things that can be helpful there is finding centers that have just meaningful accommodations for men. So 
uh, Dr. Kowalczyk's office, you know, people can drop off their semen analysis. You know, I always joke about the time a, a patient walked in with a box of Dunkin' Donuts for the staff with their uh, with their brown paper bag on top of it <laughs> as they were <laughs> delivering it, um, which to us is normal. Normal is as the sky is totally. blue. We we said thank you twice and and wished them well. Um, but you know, there's ways that we can help make it comfortable for them so it doesn't feel so so vulnerable and and kind of exposing. And then again, just, you know, really encouraging couples, including men to talk about their, their efforts in fertility. And so if many times that's leading into secondary fertility experience, um, just know, like there's so much that can be done, but a lot of times there does have to be a little bit of education in terms of why something might be happening or what's different now than it was just three or four years ago, but we can get you there. And the other thing that I see sometimes is the the, 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 the guilt about wanting another child. So mm. I'll hear that, that, you know what, I, you know, I, I, I shouldn't really, I'm struggling to have another baby, but maybe this is all that, you know, God wants me to have, and I should be happy with the child I have, or they'll have two or three kids and they'll mm -hmm. want four or five. And they'll mm -hmm. say, well, I really shouldn't feel this way because I, you know, when I talk about it, people look at me and say, you're good. You've got three kids. Why should you want more? Well, the take home message is every woman knows and in her heart, what is the right number for her? Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, some people are complete with one, some are complete with three, some want four, some on six. So, so don't feel like you don't deserve to have another child That's or right. that you That's shouldn't right. have another child and you shouldn't go all through all this stuff because you've already had your, your two or three or whatever, you know, you got to do what's right for you. And, and That's the right. emotions that you experience are still going to be the same, even though you have kids. I do have people say, you know, I'm really grateful. I have my children because I at least have kids that I can enjoy. And there are others that are still struggling with the first one, but that doesn't make your feelings any less um, justified and you deserve to have those feelings that you're not quite done yet. That's right. That's right. I call it a case of, well, at least you have, you know, where people kind of put it on that for some reason, uh, you should never get to feel or long for what your heart has dreamed of in terms of what your family building will look like. And it's simply not true. And no, nobody gets to say that nobody gets to say that you, you can't feel sad if, if you don't have the number of children that you hoped to love and, and raise. And so there are things that can get you there and you don't have to diminish your tenacity and I, I want another baby and your feelings are valid. The way you're supported is, is just the same. You are hopefully just as cared for in that experience. Um, and it doesn't matter what those societal thoughts are. And oftentimes those are just, I call them hallmark phrases that kind of just tap, tap it down so it can move forward. But there are people like me, counselors who, who don't need you to just shut your feelings down and move it forward. It's okay to process them. It's okay to feel them. They're very, very valid. And so the take home message for this segment is it's real. There is secondary infertility. Uh, it is something that is common and you deserve to be able to enjoy your family and as many children as you would like to have. And if it doesn't happen as quickly as it did the first time, 
doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be a problem with the second one. People change, eggs age, sperm changes. It may just take a little more time. But taking ownership of your fertility and being aware of the stats that we presented today will give you the ability to say, okay, I'm not alone and I need to take this to the next level to kind of take that ownership and know where I need to be and what treatment options are available to get that baby number two or three. And it's okay to feel those feelings. And just like a, someone who's never had a child before, self-care, communication, talking to your partner and opening up the ability to take care of yourself and have those more positive thoughts and the mind body is just as important the second or third time around in That's trying right. to have a child. So. That's right. Well, Claire, as always, you've given us a lot of great information. I appreciate you so much. And uh, thank you all for listening. And again, until next time, this is Dr. Kowalczyk from Dr. C and the D. 